You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, first thing, we uh, just want to say how pleased we are with our team uh, coming off our win against the University of Arizona. We really felt like we executed in all three phases and um, was just proud of the way our guys came out with energy, with passion. And uh, I thought we blocked really well. I thought we tackled uh, very, uh, very well and um, made plays when we had to. We were extremely excited that uh, we were able to get uh, – uh, our backups in the game, second string, third string, late in that game. Uh, those are uh, valuable, viable reps uh, that we'll probably have to, you know, use that, uh, you know, that, that history of those guys being in there here in the future. Because you never know with injuries and COVID-19 when it's going to be those guys' turn uh, to be starters for us, uh, not just backups anymore. So it was awesome to get those guys out there, get their feet wet. And uh, we, we ended up emptying the benches uh, on offense, defense, and special teams and got some guys some valuable reps. So not, there's not often you get to be able to do that in a Pac-12 game. So we were, we were excited about the outcome against uh, University of Arizona. And then uh, share the disappointment with all of Husky Nation and, uh, you know, our team, of the, and our team with the Apple Cup, you know, being uh, postponed and possibly canceled. That's a huge game for this state, for this region, and especially for Husky Nation. We know that it's a tradition the day after Thanksgiving to uh, have the family rivalries, uh, Cougs versus the versus the dogs. And, uh, you know, for that not to happen on Friday, I know is very sad and very disappointing for a lot of people. And we, we share in that disappointment. But we had to flip the page uh, very, very quick. And uh, we know there was a lot of potential opponents that we could have played uh, this Saturday. Um, you know, first, Jen Cohen and our administration did an unbelievable job of, uh, you know, getting uh, potential uh, games lined up and um, we definitely had a number of different uh, uh, depth charts uh, circulating in our building uh, wondering uh, who we're going to play and you know our video crew did a nice job of collecting film with those potential uh, opponents and I, and I won't discuss those potential opponents but there was definitely some discussions for multiple teams and it <laughs> definitely a, a, a new thing uh, in 2020 that uh, usually we, we know who we're playing week in and week out and this, this year we do not, but our team didn't flinch and they were, they were ready to play whoever, whoever we were going to play. And I got to give a lot of credit uh, to the PAC 12, Larry Scott, Merton Hanks for really being on top of this and uh, staying ahead of the curve with the potential loss of the Arizona state Utah game. And um, knowing now that uh, we have uh, university of Utah and Kyle Whittingham and his, his uh, you know, really good uh, well-coached team for years now and one of the dominant teams in the in the south division uh, is coming up here to, to play us this Saturday which our team's excited about I know I'm sure their team's excited and I know Husky Nation is excited to watch two uh, really good teams face each other and so with that I'll open up to, to questions all right we go Christian Lauren Mike go ahead Christian hey Jimmy I'm, I'm wondering at what point you guys started looking at Utah and, and started game planning for Utah. And I, I know you don't want to say who the other possibilities were, but are you able to say the the number of different teams you were kind of mulling over this week and, and started to take an initial look at? Yeah, there was, uh, there was one point I had, I had four depth charts uh, across my desk. And so <laughs> it was just, which is, that's never happened before. Um, so yeah, at one point there was four sitting there and um 
yeah, you know, we, uh, we played the odds a little bit. Uh, we did a little, you know, we tried to get some intel, you know, where we could. And uh, thankfully, we did uh, practice against Utah yesterday, uh, Tuesday's practice. And then, of course, we practiced today against Utah. And so our, our guess was right. Um, had it not been, then we would have just had, had to move on and, and tear up the game plan and, and get ready for that next opponent. But I got to thank our staff, especially our quality control coaches and our, and our graduate assistants. Uh, they did a lot of grunt work on all the other teams, and we would have had some game plans ready to go for those teams as well um, if uh, that was going to, to, to take place. But we, we, we went with the odds, and uh, thankfully we got two really good practices in on the University of Utah. All right, Lauren, go ahead. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, I'm just curious. I mean, not just this week, but just in general with this season and kind of the unknowns on a weekly basis. Do you have to spend more time maybe preparing for teams that aren't on your schedule, teams that you might see, or do you kind of wait um, until something happens? Yeah, this was a, this was an interesting one for sure. Um, so I would say that the weeks prior, we did not try to prepare for anybody you know we 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 would get information and we knew those first two games were probably uh you know 90 percent gonna go um so we weren't preparing for anybody else but this one leading up for the Alpha Cup, we definitely had heard whispers that uh, that game was probably going to be uh canceled um and there was definitely some potential games that we were trying to get ahead of uh, that we felt that uh would replace uh, the Apple Cup this weekend and so I guess from here moving forward, if we do get some forward advance that uh, the next game is a potential uh, postponement or cancel, we will definitely have to make this a, a weekly routine. All right, we'll go to Mike Farrell, then Dan Reilly. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, unrelated question, but Husky Stadium you know, is uh, celebrating its 100th birthday on Friday, and I'm just wondering – but for you to coach in there for seven years and to start your head coaching career in that stadium, what has that meant to you to, to work in a place like that? Well, completely humbling, completely humbling. And uh, to be honest, I don't really like to think about it because of all the, the great coaches and the great teams uh, that were here, uh, you know, for us. All I like to do is just keep my head down and our staff keeps their head down and we just want to work, work hard, continue to be bricklayers around here. And, and then at the end of this year, we we're hoping we look up and, and we've made Husky Nation proud and we've made uh, the great coaches and the great uh, players that were before us uh, proud. All right, we'll go to uh, Dan Raley and then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Dan. Jimmy, I've got two for you. Um, do you still hold your breath on this game on Saturday knowing that <clears throat> Utah played USC, which has a positive test and shut down their facilities yesterday? And number two, do you gather your guys for Thanksgiving and keep them away from their families just to be safe uh, tomorrow? Yeah. So with Thanksgiving, um, we, again, shared a lot of horror stories from stories that we've heard around the country with, you know, with, with teams finally saying, Hey, you know what, let's just, let's just go back to normal and do what we've always done. And then all of a sudden they have an outbreak on their team. And so, yes, Dan, you're, you're correct. I've uh, hammered these guys over the head uh, every single day about, we have to continue to do what we've been doing uh, for the last three to four months now, which is not, uh, you know, get outside of our bubble and be around people that we haven't been around, even if it's somebody that's close to us, friends, uh, family, people that we love. 
we just have to stay the course here for the next month and a half. And I told the team that yesterday, we got to stay the course, stay the course, do exactly what we've been doing. And uh, we'll make sure this virus doesn't enter this building and, and disrupts our operation around here. And it's sad. We, we, we've all, you know, have our Thanksgiving traditions and, and spend time with our friends and family. And in this year, we can't do that. Um, it's a, an event that has happened once every hundred years. Uh, this this pandemic that's sweeping planet Earth, and uh, we have to make sure we take the necessary steps. With your question to Utah, I feel very, very confident in the Pac-12 testing protocols that we have put in place. Everyone's getting tested exactly the same way we are getting tested. And so I feel very, very confident uh, that on game day, uh, we will not have anybody uh, that has the virus and neither will our opponent. All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters and then Josh Kirschenbaum. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Jimmy, um, knowing the way you love football, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you probably did see at least some cut-ups of the USC-Utah game anyway, just out of curiosity. And was curious just to see what you thought of um, their offense and defense, especially with the, all the losses they had due to graduation, guys going pro and everything else. How much do they look different, and especially at quarterback, knowing that they their starting quarterback went down? Yeah, they are. They they have always been. You know, Coach Whittingham, I have so much respect for him and his staff. They have always been one of the toughest teams to go against year in and year out. This is why this has been such a spectacular game for for years now. We know that they will be coached up on offense, defense, and special teams. They will be tough uh, to defend. They're going to be really tough on defense. Historically, every single year, it's either us or them as the best defense in the Pac-12. And the film that we watched, uh, they've replaced all that talent that they've sent to the NFL uh, with players that are just as good, if not better. Uh, definitely a, a huge blow, you know, for their offense to lose, you know, their starting quarterback right there in their first game. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants that to happen to anybody. But they do have a guy that's uh, played a lot of football that stepped in and and uh, you know made some plays there down the stretch against obviously a really good USC team. And I know Coach Whittingham; he's going to have whoever's available coached up, prepared, and dialed in uh, to try to come in here and, and get a victory. And so we're excited about this matchup. It's uh, an extremely well coached team, a, a team that we have a lot of respect for, and uh, we can't wait to to have some fun Saturday night. All right, we'll go to Josh Kirschenbaum and then Anthony Edwards. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, you've talked about how multiple you want your offense to be and obviously the difference between game one and game two. Just how much does that get harder or maybe how much does that change when you're not finding out who you're having the game plan against until Tuesday night, Wednesday? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're not going to use that as an excuse at all. Right now, we're, we're, we're really in great shape. We haven't lost a day of preparation. Um, like I said, we, we, we gambled correctly this week and we put all of our attention and our game plan and our prep work at practice on the University of Utah. And so this week is like no other week. Uh, we, we feel, of course, the uncertainty in the beginning, Sunday, Monday. But other than that, uh, once we got the team together and once we started practicing, we're in the same routine uh, that we've been in. And so we have to go out there and execute. And yes, for sure, we want to be balanced, multifaceted on offense, and again, try to do whatever we feel is going to give us the best, uh, uh, you know, situation to to win the football game on Saturday night. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, you've mentioned that um, with Dylan Morris, he kind of uh, like was mistake-free in camp and stuff, and he made good decisions. But what's kind of been the message for him um, so far this year, like getting the ball in the playmaker's hands, or what are you kind of telling him? Oh, I'm just we're just saying, hey, do, do what you've been doing in practice. Uh, we don't we don't force the ball at anybody. We, we don't operate that way. Um, our quarterbacks go through a progression. And if it's there, they're going to throw it. And if it's not, then they're going to throw it to somebody else. And if everyone's covered, they're going to run it. So uh, or, or throw the ball away. Uh, that's that's the beautiful thing about a pro style offense and our style of offense is uh, we will rep situation after situation and let them go through their checks and balances. And if they're reading it the correct way, then the end result should be a positive play for our offense. All right, we'll go to Tim Booth and then Christian. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, Jimmy, a couple questions related to Washington State. Um, on Sunday morning when you guys came in, did you guys even start any prep for Wazoo or was it pretty clear by that point that the game was going to be postponed? And then second to that, um, you know, December 19th is supposed to be the day of the crossover games. Short of you guys playing in the Pac-12 championship game, do you expect or would you like to see arrangements made for the Apple Cup to be played on that weekend? Yes. The answer to your second question is yes, of course. Uh, we would love everyone wants the Apple Cup to happen. And so, yes, if we were not in the Pac-12 championship game, uh, definitely I think that last game there uh, should be the Apple Cup. I know uh, our fans and their fans and, and this whole state and this whole region uh, would want that game to happen. And then to your first question, we actually did – a whole bunch of work the week prior. So it was a short week. Uh, you know, we played Arizona on Saturday and it was a Friday game. And so we'll always do prep work before that. Uh, so we had a bunch of stuff already ready uh, to go uh, even before the news that hit Sunday. All right, we'll go with the hands that we have up now to finish things out. We'll go with Christian and then Masvida. Go ahead, Christian. Hey, Jimmy, kind of random, but um, about how many student interns or, or student assistants do you have working on your recruiting staff right now? And, and just how important are, are those sort of behind the scenes roles to, to your guys' recruiting operation? Yeah, so sadly, Christian, right now uh, we have zero. And the reason is because of the coronavirus. Uh, we, we don't have anybody extra in the building right now. We just have the people that uh, need to be here in order for us to get practice going and uh, and prepare for games. And so a very sad situation. The number right now, in a normal time, I mean, that number is upwards to, to a dozen uh, in, 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 a normal, in a normal year. Uh, definitely miss having all that help around here. Um, but yeah, sad situation uh, with the coronavirus, not having be able to have those guys in the building. All right, we'll go Masvida, then Kim, go ahead. Hey, Coach, um, who you play, obviously, is a huge part of the equation, but how important is it in the messaging for the team to improve and stay consistently improving 
on your game plan and who you are. Yeah, no question. I mean, that's the that's the anchor for one of our anchors. Our program is a constant state of growth and improvement. And um, yeah, no matter no matter who we're playing, we're always trying to uh, make ourselves better, uh, coaches, players included. And you know, if we didn't have a game this weekend, we would definitely be still practicing uh, in order to to improve individually and also collectively. All right, we'll go Kim and then Art, then Mike Farrell. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, Coach, lots of people talk about the biggest improvement on a team coming from game one to game two. Uh, after film review, where did you see the big jumps? And um, what happened to the run the damn ball hat? Did uh, Coach Bonifa take that back? Is it in retirement? We can see it again? Oh, no, it's sitting, it's sitting, it's sitting right at my desk. Uh, that, that, that thing's not moving anywhere. It's sitting right there. Um, yeah, I think uh, we definitely improved. Again, that's, uh, you know, to Masvita's question there, that's what we're trying to do each and every each and every day. And obviously from game to game, if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, we're, we're, we're getting better. We're improving uh, each position group and uh, each side of the ball and, and in special teams. We're going to learn from our mistakes and, and grow. We're going to make new mistakes. We'll make some new mistakes on Saturday and then we got to clean those up and then make sure we don't make those again. But we were definitely pleased with, uh, you know, our first performance against Oregon State. We knew there was a lot of things to clean up, which we did. And then we made some, some mistakes against uh, Arizona, but we also grew in a lot of areas. Um, so that is always going to be the case from week to week. All right. Last three from Art, then Mike, and then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Art. Uh, <clears throat> Jimmy, getting back to the decision to plan, the gamble to, to plan for Utah, what was decisive um, there? What bit of information or conversation did you have with Jen Cohen or any of anybody else in the Pac-12 to make you go ahead? Yeah, I think we we knew, which you guys asked me this last week, you know, which, about the non-conference opponents and, and, and those type of questions. Our, our first preference is to always play a conference game. Uh, that's what's going to help us uh, the most uh, trying to, to, to reach our goal of, of winning the Pac-12. So um, we definitely wanted to lean more towards a, a Pac-12 opponent and so that was merely the gamble right there was we need to prepare for these guys. We need to prepare for a Pac-12 opponent because we know uh, per our rules from the Pac-12, our first opponent will always be a Pac-12 opponent first. And so it wasn't like some uh, I had some, you know, underlying, you know, some uh, some things that no one else knew about. Uh, it was just more playing the odds that uh, if that game was not going to go off uh, down in Tempe, uh, that Utah was probably going to be our most probable opponent. All right, last two, Mike, and then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Jamie, I'm wondering, um, what does Puka give you in terms of his skill set that's maybe a little bit different from the other receivers, and what is the next step for him in his progression? Yeah, what I love about Puka, which he gives to the whole team, and, and definitely that side of the ball and, and the wide receiver room, is just a bunch of energy. He has this positive energy that's contagious, and we really missed that last year when he uh, when he was injured last year and was no longer you know wasn't able to finish the season. Um, so he first he brings that, and then you know he's a he's a he's a big body. He's hard to tackle. He's hard to tackle for some defensive backs. He's bigger than most defensive backs. Definitely bigger than most corners. And um, I think that's a, a a big part of his game. And you know obviously he had the huge play last uh, last week. But now I just want him to be even more consistent. Uh, 
and really that whole room, make sure we're catching the ball when we should catch it. You know, if a defensive back makes a really good play on the ball, we'd all understand that. But we, we need to catch those uh, those layups. And um, uh, so I want to make sure we definitely see some improvement in that area. All right, last question from Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Jimmy, more of a larger kind of Pac-12 question with the CFP coming out yesterday. Uh, you know, Gary Barta made it seem like there just aren't enough data points for the Pac-12 teams right now, only playing two and three games. So do you still feel like if Washington went undefeated, they go 6-0, and win the Pac-12 title, do you still feel confident that you would get serious playoff consideration? Yeah, so first to your first question is, you know, I think the Big Ten's only played two to three games as well. And so, you know, it just goes to show you that uh, it's a beauty contest. And, um, you know, you go to a beauty contest, there's a lot of uh, beautiful people there. And, and uh, it's probably hard to decide which one is the most beautiful. So we don't worry about this. This is things that are out of our control. And what we can control is trying to win the Pac-12 championship. That's what we can control. And right now, the next step towards that is playing our opponent on Saturday. And that's all our team can worry about, all our staff can worry about. I get it. It's college football. The fans love to look at rankings and who's ranked this and who's ranked that. Um, and I get the, the drama of it all. But I will dive into the drama uh, at the end of your scenario, which you just said, Chris. I promise to answer that. Um, if at the end of the year we are holding up that trophy uh, with a with a uh, immaculate record there, then I'll definitely answer that question. But at this point, all we can worry about is the University of Utah. <laughs>